I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. Welcome back. Come on in. Pull up a chair next to the the zombie pile of, I don't know, whatever. Don't actually go near that. You'll catch something, uh, probably a cold. But joining me today, as as usual, is Lou, the busy zombie lord. How's it going, Lou? It's going. We got a different kind of episode, I think, today. Yeah, we are not going to talk about The Walking Dead, except for one news story. Uh, we are saving The Walking Dead for, I think we decided we're just going to wait until the season's over, right? Yeah. Although I do hear, we are recording this on Sunday, which is the penultimate episode of the season. I wanted to get, I know you, I don't know, have you been watching it? I have not. I've, I have everything on back, back weight, Mm -hmm. uh, until it's over. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to get into it too deep, but I, I did want to ask you, there's, there's talk that we are going to be getting a red wedding type scenario and not, I don't want to focus too much on the spoilery aspect of it, but how do you feel about the walking dead shifting their cliffhanger to the penultimate episode than having like similar to game of Thrones? I don't think it's, I don't think it's new. I'm not saying you don't think it's new for walking dead. I I think they've done, I think they did it last season Hmm. And I think they did it the season before. I think they've they made the switch a couple seasons ago. Eh, I think no. I mean, last season they had the all at war ended in in the last episode, right? Because like Eugene kind of did all the things to the guns. He slit Negan's throat. He's in the he's in the um in in the jail, and then they do the yeah. But that was the only time they've. I thought the season before with. The first season with Negan, I thought they ended a penultimate episode where there was like a like a uh uh. No, that was situation. the dreaded uh, that was the dreaded season where where they Negan. Sh- so there was a season where Negan shows up and he's like, "You pissing your pants yet?" And then he bashes someone's head in, and we don't see it. There was that whole summer of just like, "Oh, who yeah. is it?" And then the uh, maybe the epi- maybe the season after that had a bit of a penultimate episode, but they I always, think it did. It was some. It was like. Negan was in the town. He was about to execute Rick, and then, oh, and oh, then the community came. I'm that was also the I'm, last episode. I'm okay if that's what Walking Dead wants to do going forward. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, not gonna sweat about it. But my thing is, is I just I need a more interesting story than they're telling me right now. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not saying it's uh, uh, it's gonna change. I, like I said, uh, we're, as we're speaking, I think I'm three episodes behind, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I just know that. Uh, What's his name? The kid from the new kid that's replaced Carl. Henry. Henry is basically making all the Carl mistakes from like five seasons ago that I hated and took me out of the story and made me want to bash my head against a wall. He's doing all of that stuff now. Mm-hmm. And I find that very uninteresting. I find it very uncreative. And, um, uh, I think the 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 whisperers are an interesting adversary. Uh, I find uh, their motives and what they do a little too unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think you can survive doing things the way they've been doing them. And uh, I just think that we need we need some more explanation before any of that. I give a crap about any of that. And um, I think that's I, why I, we I, we held off, right? Because we felt like yeah. the complete story might <clears throat> present um, a better a better story and a better discussion uh might not necessarily be more positive but it'll certainly be a lot easier to discuss my my other huge gripe with this season of the show so far Mm -hmm. is that when rick left in the mid-season finale after the mid-season finale we were led to believe that the 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 city the towns were united right and it's been five years and something happened in the five years that is not made them united anymore but we don't really get an exact answer as to what caused that well and see that, I and think i that, I, I and i think that's s- poor storytelling okay well i want to stop you there because again you're not caught up there are some answers i don't i'm not saying they're gonna make you anything any better um but i think that in terms of the opinion of the story like it's it's tough. Like we have, I think seeing the whole thing, I'm not saying it's going to make it better, but they have. Uh, oh, I'm sure that I'm sure the explanation is going to piss me off. Uh oh, um, yeah. I I really do want you to see it, and then we'll discuss it because I think okay. not knowing it is, and me knowing it, I don't want to. I, I don't want to go. Down, I, it would be better if we both both understood it. I, I think, and we can. I can tell talk to you about it off air, uh, if you want. I I but I think it that episode can literally you can just watch it. You could skip all the other ones and and just watch that one. Honestly, I feel like your criticism is probably on point in the sense that that episode being at the very beginning as a po- like sort of as a mid episode or maybe like a season finale before they got into the whispers would have been more. <clears throat> it would have been better to know why Michonne has has cut herself off from the world, you know, and the yeah. reason she did it, I think, is uh, they should have revealed my, it sooner. My biggest gripe with the show since for the last couple of seasons is it thinks it's more artsy than it needs to be. Mm. They try everything they do. They can to be as artsy and creative. And I think that that deters from good storytelling. Hmm. They keep borrowing ideas from like, like we're going to tell a story, but not give you the middle piece until the end of the season. So you can go, Oh, that's why. And I, uh, and that was a creative storytelling mechanism that people started doing in the 90s. I don't think it works anymore. Yeah, the flash forward I, type the thing. The flash forward, flash backward thing. That I don't think that works anymore as a as a storytelling mechanism. I think that we as a... I know me as a viewer have grown tired of that. Because every show does that. And every time a show does that, I go, oh, great. We're in for another one of these. It's hard to do. And I don't think... Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think the... And I don't think they do it well. No, I... I think it um it works it works well when it's contained within an episode but mm-hmm. they do it now where they contain it within a season and I go I just don't care. Yeah. And I think that's why we're going to wait and I think once you see it it'll be interesting to get your take. I mean I you might have the same opinion like it wasn't worth the wait. They built it up and it didn't build up enough. But uh let's let's table that for, you know, the next uh, episode in a couple weeks. But uh, speaking of Walking Dead, let's look at this. We've got a confirmation that a third series for The Walking Dead is moving forward. Now, this should not surprise anyone. AMC is trying to create their own little MCU here, and we've talked about this building empire and how we're not 
huge fans of it, but I, I do feel like before we talk about this, do we do we honestly feel that a a Walking Dead universe would be bad if done right? Do you think it can be done right? Is my question. I don't think it can be done right at this point. At this point, okay. Now, what, do you feel because you you know AMC is going to feel like they have to attach it to the main series in in some way? Is that no. why? Okay, why? No. I think um, everything I see is that ratings are down, mm-hmm. and I feel like it is a not a dying franchise, but it's a franchise on its way out the door. That that adding a second and third season series is something that they should have done back in season three and four, of, not oh really of, of 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 regular Walking Dead, not season ten in which your your ratings are already dwindling to to the season one numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and back when the show was hadn't picked up steam yet, and. I think that by doing it now, it is them just being like, no, we got to throw the spaghetti at the wall and whatever sticks, sticks. Because as soon as this third season series comes out, if it doesn't get viewer numbers immediately, I can't imagine AMC keeps paying for this. I mean, we had that thought with Fear the Walking Dead and, and the numbers weren't But crazy. it took them four seasons for us to get interested in it. No, no, no. But your argument that they would just cut it loose if it didn't do well. They didn't cut it loose, and, right? Fear the Walking Dead did not do well at all, and they immediately greenlit it for three seasons, right off the bat. Oh, you're right. And they it did, took them, it, and it took them forever to renew season four at first. It wasn't until they moved Morgan to the show that that, that it got it was confirmed it would be renewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we've talked about spinoffs. We've talked about what we want to see in a spinoff. Honestly, I stand by my my opinion that a spinoff needs to be. I don't want a spin-off. I just want another Walking Dead series. Um, I don't want I don't want a vehicle for people to leave or be shifted around to TV shows. I want a, <clears throat> I want a series that that shows a different part of the world, and there. And being... I don't think that's what we're gonna get. And then that's super disappointing. I felt like um... because all the rumors are saying that this third series is gonna be about the Commonwealth. Oh, okay. That would be. Um... See, the funny thing is, like, I wonder if a comic book fan would find that interesting to to understand the the early parts see, of the Commonwealth. I don't know, the, know, know anything about the Commonwealth, you know? See, that's the thing that's annoying for me is that I, it's one of the things I liked about Fear the Walking Dead was that Fear the Walking Dead did not have any ties to this to to the comic books in any way, shape, or form. So right. everything yeah. that I saw every week was new. Even when I disagreed with what I saw or I found what I saw boring, it was different. And I feel that my biggest gripe with regular Walking Dead is it's so tied to the comic books at this point that I have vague notions of what happens in the comic books, and so nothing they do surprises me anymore. Hmm. And I would love to see something that is just another part of the world where chaos has happened and maybe we don't get as much chaos as we've had here in America. Maybe we go to some place like Europe and Europe is more organized or there's something different. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and you know, we know. I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but we know that Denai uh, Guerrera, the uh, the actress who plays Michonne, she's expected to depart in season ten. Uh, and have a limited run of episodes in season 10. So there's an idea that she could be walking off into the sunset, joining Andrew Lincoln with the movies, because, you know, Denai is now a huge movie star. And, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for her to leave. Her star is on, is on the rise. I mean, it's not quite Heath. You know, it, a Heath situation where I think he left, and I think he's doing okay, but he's not doing, like, Infinity War numbers. Um, right. And there's also talk of Heath coming back in the movies, now, they mention the Commonwealth as a possibility. They also state, you know, the international setting. Everybody wants something different. But how do you feel about a Negan-focused uh, spinoff if he were to walk off into the sunset and suddenly reappear as a as a a darker um, Rick, maybe, as a leader of a I would love that. I would love that. But I think that it has to be done right, and I don't have enough faith in AMC to do that right. I mean, we do know that Lou has a lack of faith in AMC. There's there's about six well, years of podcasts to, to chronicle that, for sure. Well, and not only that, but the, not to bring in... I know you don't like to talk about the background stuff, mm. but behind the scenes, there's lawsuits left and right oh, about yeah. this show. And the fact that they want to do a third series, it, it almost feels to me the reason they want to do a third series is so they can get another show started that isn't tied to the original show with uh what's his name that uh that started this kirkman uh, or darabont not, uh darabont frank darabont yeah yeah, yeah they, that, they, that makes sense that, that, that if we can get a third series and tell a similar story and get it away from frank darabont we don't have to worry about paying him any money anymore like that's what it feels like to me yeah and i mean we've talked about this on the show uh, before like you know zombies are kind of coming back as a genre they they kind of come and they they come and go they have peaks and valleys i think we're we're in a we're we're heading up into a peak you know with uh with with other stuff coming down the line we don't have to talk about the walking dead every week or every month we can we can take breaks um and i think i think we're heading into a direction where we there's a bit of a break before fear comes back so it's it's kind of an exciting time. We'll probably have uh, Days Gone uh, in a month to talk about. I don't know. You have a PS4, do you not? Yes, I do. Are you planning on picking that one up? I do, depending on the reviews. The reviews have been... I've I've seen glowing. It's kind of a, a fun, simple, open-world game with zombies. Then I've seen kind of the opposite, where people think it's boring and there's not much to it. And it's... I, I don't know who to believe. People I usually like are are pooping on it, and people I've never really paid much attention to are saying it's amazing. So, it's it's a tough call. I I have it pre ordered, but whether I un unwrap that shrink, I I will have to see. I I, I it seems likely I will probably pick it up. I think there's also a few other games that are zombie related coming in the next couple of months. Yeah, we have World War Z. Uh, I think in April as well, which is a Left for Dead sort of thing. And oh, that was the news I didn't put in here. We should probably talk about it. The Left for Dead guys, Turtle Rock, they announced they're coming back with a, a Left for Dead spiritual successor called Back for Blood. Did you see that news? I did not hear about this. This is news to me. Yeah, so Warner Brothers is publishing, and it's called Back for Blood, and it is a return to the zombie co op genre. Uh, and there, basically the news is that Turtle Rock returns to the genre uh, with 10 years experience since nobody else seems to be touching the genre successfully. Anyways, we're not going to be getting a Left 4 Dead 3 
anytime soon. So, yeah, there's no trailer, just a press release. It's yeah. kind of kind of boring. We'll probably get a trailer at E3, I think, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't. I'm surprised you missed that. I did miss that. I, I'm looking at an article from Polygon. That could be why I missed it. I don't really. Um, I I don't really read Polygon, so that might be they might be the ones that picked it up right away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it should be interesting when it gets unveiled. Right now, it's just kind of a an announcement, so we're probably a couple years out. Um, but yeah, I could go for a like, Left 4 Dead three. Like with... it, it sounds like they're saying twenty twenty. Yeah, well, that's next year. It may sound like the future, but it's not that far off. Yeah. Um, speaking of the future, let's look at Black Summer, which is a... We had a bit of a pre-show conversation about this. Some sites are heralding it as a Z Nation prequel series. We kind of dug a little bit before we started recording. Lou, you, you seem to have found that this Z Nation prequel series, Black, I'm just going to call it Black Summer, it's coming to Netflix, season one, April 11th. Um, but you're saying that it's it's a, it's a little... It's a little more complicated than just a prequel series. It's it is yeah, Asylum, um, but it's a, it's being done by Asylum, and it sounds everything that I'm reading here that apparently they talked about it at Comic Con, and there will be no people from Z Nation in this show. It takes place pre Z Nation, and uh, th- their comparison is was. Fear the Walking Dead compared to Walking Dead, where it's going to be zombies, but it's going to be a different type of show. It sounds almost like they're calling it uh, a continuation or a prequel to Z Nation to get those people that liked Z Nation excited for it. But even the trailer looks nothing like Z Nation. Because Z Nation looked hammy and goofy, and this looks like it's serious. Yeah, like I, like like the, I watched this trailer when it first came out, like last week, and there was nothing upon this that made me think, "Oh yeah, there's going to be humor in this." It looked like it was trying more to be like regular Walking Dead, and I think that's exciting because we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, so this is a brand a brand new series from from Asylum Z Nation kind of connection only in descriptors. Like it, it's not anywhere in the trailer because I watched the trailer and it's like. Doesn't mention Z Nation. Doesn't mention um, what was it? Uh, Asylum. I don't yeah. think he mentions that either. But it it very appears very much like it's the early days. So we're getting like a Fear the Walking Dead style vibe here. Um, but you're right. It doesn't have that goofy take that Z Nation always had in the trailers. And the reason I think a majority of this show kind of kind of stepped away from Z Nation. And yeah, Black Summer, I'll check this out. I probably won't be able to binge it, but we'll talk about a couple episodes at a time uh, well, on the uh, show. According, according to their other interview uh, at Comic-Con, they stated that instead of being trying to tell their story as episodic, where every episode has a beginning and an end, right. it, this is going to, is designed to feel like an eight-hour movie. Huh. It's ten, epi- it's, it's ten episodes, I think, or eight episodes, and each episode is like an hour of a movie. I mean, I'm excited by that. I think this would be really cool to watch. And and honestly, kudos on Netflix for hitting hitting the hitting the timing pretty much right. Because like April 11th is a week after the season finale of The Walking Dead. And I mean, yeah. I'm I, all for. I'm synergy. telling you, this was timed like this on purpose. I I dig it. I mean, I know I'm watching Walking Dead week to week. I plan on watching tonight at some point. I know you're not watching week to week, but um. It's kind of exciting to see when companies take advantage of that gap because, honestly, like this is this is this could hold people over to fear The Walking Dead. 
which I think yeah. premieres in April, or is it June? It got delayed last time, did it not? Yeah, I don't know what it's. I don't know what its uh, return is. Hmm. Yeah, we'll probably find out actually on the Talking Dead probably after the last episode of The Walking Dead. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting. We're supposed to get Dwight in the Fear of the Walking Dead, which I'm kind of excited about. I liked that I, character. I am, I am excited and not excited. Yeah, but I liked that character and that actor too, and I felt he was kind of underused in the like they got rid of him as soon as he could have been interesting because he was a bad guy turned good guy, esque. But then they didn't keep him around to kind of like I guess you could only have one Negan right, like one person. But there was a lot of people reformed that killed a bunch of people that are walking around like they own the place now you know so i guess you haven't really seen much of that lately but it is interesting to see saviors kind of just walking around as equals you know with uh with michonne especially right um Mm -hmm. anyways that's uh that's gonna take it up for the news let's look at overlord our movie that we watched this one came out in theaters on november 9th 2018 just released on blu-ray and digital this past month so we decided to check things out. Uh, Lou, you picked this up physically. Like, you have it. You, you purchased yes. it. Um, yes. I ended up renting I it. it. The day, I bought it the day it came out. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Did it have a lot of cool extras on the disc? Uh, there's a, I think there's a couple of small extras. I have not gone into the extras. Um, basically, I bought the version that came with the Blu-ray and the digital code. And... Uh, I don't have my Blu-ray player plugged in right now, so I just redeemed the digital code, and that's how I watched it. <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. Um, well, before we get into it, I'll give a quick synopsis. This basically covers the very beginning, but it'll kick us off. Uh, on the eve of D-Day, a paratrooper squad is sent to destroy a German radio tower in an old church. Their plane is shot down and crashes, and most of the squad was killed either in the crash or by German soldiers. Five survivors remained, Corporal Ford and soldiers Boyce, Tibbet, Chase, and Dawson. So... And then, and then it kind of like it goes from there. First up, this movie it, we are talking about it in a zombie context, but I think is majority of it, three quarters at least, is a really good World War II movie. Yes, um, Nazis are evil. Just in case you all forgot that, it is reestablished here that the Nazis are bad people, and, and they always were, and uh, they they do vilify every single uh, aspect of the of the German army. Um, which is which is is typical, you know, kind of World War Two style stuff. Like they don't even introduce the idea of the Nazis until they get to the the little village. But the German soldiers, pretty much right off the bat, are taking people out in a in a in very grotesque ways. And it's kind of it's very much like a World War Two movie. Like there's a okay. landmine kill that like right at the beginning that is super. You feel it in your teeth yeah. when that thing well, goes okay. off. Okay, so my best description of this film. Is it starts out like Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the middle of the movie feels like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, okay. And then the last half of the movie, it turns into a zombie film. Yeah. Like, that's the three acts. Mm-hmm. Like, the first act makes you feel like you're in the middle of D-Day. They're in a plane. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine plays like their commanding officer on board this ship. They're a bunch of paratroopers. And he's giving them this lecture. And he's te- there's a guy who's kind of like the coward who wouldn't kill the mouse that was in their butt barracks or whatever. And they're giving him crap. And it's like, like everybody, like, it feels like you're in the middle of a real, a real battle. And... They're all like crapping their pants because they know that they're about to get shot on 
and then everything hits the fan, the, the plane gets hit, and they all got to bail out as fast as they can. And everything goes to shit real fast. Yeah. No, they, and as, you're right. And as soon as they land, you like, as soon as the movie began, I was like, okay, so we're getting the setup. And then they land, and you still have, they still have this scene where they're sneaking around in the woods, some of them are getting picked off by Nazis, and, like, the guy that is in charge, uh, Ford, is literally, like, the specialist that was brought in because he's a demolitions expert, and he's literally taking command of the five guys that are left, and he's like, we have to let the guy die because if we show up now, they're going to just gun us down and mission's over. Mm-hmm. So we have to let them shoot Bokeem Woodbine uh, or we're dead. The, he was the captain. He was like yeah. the, the leading yeah. officer. Yeah, yeah. And the, that intro piece, as you're, you're right, very Saving Private Ryan. And then as soon as they hit the ground and they're a ragtag group, it's very Inglorious Bastards. And um, I like I like all the characters. I've been watching Umbrella um, Academy, and one of the one of the guys, I think it's uh, John Magaro. Yeah, it is. He is. Uh, I was like, that guy's so familiar. Where do I know him from? And and then. I remember watching him in Umbrella, Chron- uh, Umbrella, Academy, Umbrella Academy, and he's in there, but he plays a very different character. Then I'm trying it, to remember. It, it, okay, so the the night I wa- the night I the night I watched this with my friends, mm-hmm. my friends and I had literally just watched Umbrella Academy the weekend before, right? And so when he showed up on camera, the three of us are sitting there going, "Why do I know him?" And his character is such a different role. He's kind of a timid. He's like kind of a mousy character, yeah. character in in Umbrella Academy, and in this he's like the loud Brooklyn guy who's like, "You want a piece of me?" And it's a very different role. Well, he plays that role in Orange is the New Black. He's a very he's a kind of uh, he's he's kind of a secondary character. He's he plays like the the jail boyfriend to one of the one of the also very New York you know accent ladies uh in that movie and yeah he kind of was like where do i know him from and then i remembered he was in orange is the new black but uh the interesting part about this this movie is it was originally rumored to be part of the cloverfield series for a very long time i remember covering that um yeah. on this show it turns out that was you know it was never really it could have been the case at some point but in in the end it was not the case uh but it was probably more related to how secretive the process was making this film because it was shot I mean, we, we talked about it for at least four years on this show, and mm-hmm. they just released it, and it just happened to be the fact that they wanted they wanted to create this this movie sort of in a vacuum, and and release it. But I really dug the the whole movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the way you started to get a little tired of each act, and then it kind of sh- shifted gears. I really love the middle section where they're you know holed up in this village it's yeah and they they're holding up in this village like there's five soldiers five american soldiers surrounded by by german's finest all over the place um and you're just kind of like you feel for them you feel kind of like claustrophobic as they're as they're going through the village and and you're and you know something bad's happening because you've seen and the trailer and they're stressed because mm. they're like they're also the five guys that did, don't get along the the, the, they get along the least of the entire unit. Yeah, they all they so, all kind of hate each other. They all find reasons to poke at each other. And and they're trapped in this attic. They're with this girl. They don't know if they can trust her. And she keeps talking about how the Nazis come into town. They keep 
taking people from town and dragging them back up to the church, and then nobody ever sees them again. Yeah, and then they Which hear... You don't, but you don't know what that means. Like, no. In, in, in the context of, if they had never told you this was a zombie movie in the trailer, and you had gone into this just thinking it was a World War II movie, like, you'd be totally surprised by the third act. Because there's nothing to tell you that there's zombies until the third act. Yeah, and... and... I mean, when the zombies, when they start to tease the zombies, the first tease is, what's that sound? Oh, it's my aunt. She's very sick. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, I've seen the trailers. She's not sick. She's infected. And then yeah. they, you think they're just going to hold on to her for the whole film. And they don't really. They kind of reveal pretty quickly that she she has been infected. Or at least they don't you know. even they don't even reveal that she's been affected. It reveals that she looks like she's been tortured. Yeah, like they show. It doesn't like, even look. She doesn't look like she's eating flesh and craving human blood. It looks like whatever it is they did to her mutated her and made her into like a freak. Well, that that's a good point. Let's talk about the the type of zombie genre we're dealing with here because there is no as from what I remember, there's no evidence of eating flesh or drinking blood. It's no. more the resurrection concept of the zombie genre because the serum not to jump too far ahead but the serum um the, basically what it does is it can revive dead soldiers and make them they essentially the thousand year soldier serum i think is what they call it and yeah. i mean we'll get to, to it a bit more you know as we discuss it but it's that's the the crux of the zombie genre is that they're bringing soldiers back and they they haven't done a lot of testing on live tissue um, yeah, but they have and, done, and and I think that's the most interesting aspect of this mm -hmm. is, and the other thing they hint at is they never tell you what the serum is, but you get the distinct impression from the things they say that the serum was not made by these Nazis. It's something they found in the basement of this church. Yeah. It's got something to do with the water running underneath the church. And there's something in the basement that is making this into a serum. And that the guy that's making this serum and, and testing it out on these soldiers, these dead people, it's literally him just experimenting. He doesn't even know what it's doing when he when he sticks somebody. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's the thing that I wish this movie had more of. I know we talked about it as we were checking in on our progress of watching the film. Is they don't they allude to these experiments, but they don't, and this could be seen as a good or a bad way because it's I that mystery box. I thought it was good. Yeah, you thought it was good. I thought it would have been, and I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing, but I thought it would have been more interesting for them to show more of that. But I guess the mystery of it, like they kind of show, they straight up show a woman who's being kept like kept alive, and it's just her head and her spine, which is like super chilling, and she's like begging, begging for help. And then, like, the main character, uh, you know, Edward Boyce, he, like, unzips a bag, and it's, like, got a dude in it. And, and again, that person asks for help, and you're thinking, like, okay, what, what is this bag? What is this thing that's happening? Like, they don't ever dive into that. They kind yeah. of, they, their mission is to, no, we're taking down this church tower, and hey, why don't we set some extra charges and just blow the whole lab up? Because it's clearly, there's clearly something here that nobody, neither side, right. should have. And, and I love how the third act is introduced mm -hmm. because the, the, the first act is them trying to get to the town. The second act is them held up inside the town and trying to hide from the uh, hide from the, the, the Nazis. And then middle of the second act, uh, uh, 
Boyce has to go has to leave and go find the other two because they're scouting the town for like an like a route to the to to the tower they have to blow up, and they don't come back. So he sends Boyce to go get him and get them. And when they do, Boyce goes into the gets has to hide and he hides in the back of a truck full of bodies. Mm-hmm. And what he doesn't realize is that that truck is going back inside the church. And when he does, that's when he find you find the zombies and that there's torture going on and that there's this weird thing and there's these people in cells, there's people in the bags, and you really are like left feeling uncomfortable. You're like, oh, okay, we are going full Wolfenstein here. That's how I felt when that act is introduced. Yeah, when he's in when he's in the 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 church, which feels it's an underground base. Right, and, and in 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 that act, they also rescue one of their guys who's been captured, and he has this giant spike thing in his side, and they pull it out, and it is, you you're literally like going ah, as they, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a lot, and you kind of you know the funny thing is when they pull that out of him, you keep thinking they're gonna oh he's infected, but you know he's he's fine, he's actually right. if anything he's more. Because he was kind of sheepish at the beginning of the film and kind of like, you know, my little baby, you know, like uh, best friends with boys. But no, he he kind of proves himself in the end. Yeah. You know, even in, and, in being rescued. And the other thing they do is at this point they've captured the commanding officer and he is trapped in the attic with them. And they're torturing him for more information. Oh, yeah. His scenes, like, so the actor who plays that person is from Game of Thrones. A lot of Game of Thrones folks in this movie. Yes. He plays one of the, um, um, the Greyjoys, the new Greyjoy yes. uh, that kind of takes over. Although I don't The, the you know. uncle. Yeah, the uncle. I can't remember. Is that guy still alive? Or, uh, I think he's dead now. Okay, I can't really remember. It all, it's been two years, right? It's been away. So yeah. um, I'm sure I'll, I'll be refreshed. I have zero time to watch that entire series again. So anyone who suggests that, not an option. Um, I guess I could click on this Wikipedia article, uh, but no, he he was just slimy and like gave you the shivers as he's like threatening uh, the the French uh, the French lady, and then they they do end up you know ca- capturing him because uh, boys can't stand no longer as he's torturing you know this innocent you know woman, and uh, they bring him upstairs and they're trying they're trying to like uh, they they're basically torturing him to get information out of him and uh what was it wyatt russell who is uh kurt russell's son by the way i don't know if you knew that i did not know that that that's news to me i yeah. didn't know that so lewis ford the corporal the the explosive expert played by wyatt russell he's he's an ex ice hockey player but also the son of kurt russell and you can kind of see it when you yeah i can see it yeah for sure um but and i love him by the way he's in a he's in a black mirror episode that is is very good um play test i think it is yep very good stuff but he tortures the the german officer and basically incapacitates him and get gets a, i think he gets a bit of information out of him at least to to initiate the idea that they're gonna they've come up with a plan to storm the uh the hospital or not the hospital but the lab um but but it goes awry as as per usual they send the greenhorn up so the guy who plays Fitz in Shield? He's yeah. a photographer. He's not a soldier first. He's a photographer first. Yeah, he's not really a soldier. He's a uh, he's a war correspondent. 
Yeah, and this is where the movie shifts for me from from the Inglorious Bastards to more of the zombie film because basically he goes up there to move him, he fakes dead, uh, ends up shooting Fitz in the chest and, and essentially killing him, in which Boyce decides the great idea to inject the serum into uh, into I'm just going to call and, him Fitz. And hence our third act begins. Yeah, and he turns, and this is revealed in the trailer, so it's it's a bit spoilery, but he turns into this resurrected monster but he starts to get like really freaked out and kind of like super agitated and he, and man, he attacks some, everybody some sick shit happens like he's his neck folds back and then like but that's just him like kind of like whooing too hard and then he kind of like course cracks and he's got bones sticking oh Ooh. yeah it's one of those it's 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 like it's like something out of the exorcist you're like what the hell is going on bodies don't move this way it's fu- it's freaking creepy and they nail everything they're trying to do with that scene yeah that you get the idea of what they're doing you get the idea of uh, of how powerful the serum is and why it needs to be destroyed and they do they do put fits out of his uh out of his misery and that pretty much kicks off the third act which i mean my favorite part with the, the plan basically is they're going to sneak in the back and they're going to draw as many german shoulders out of the uh out of the lab by um, having the sniper and the newly rescued soldier sort of pick people off at the entrance. And the way they get everybody to come out to the front is they had captured another German soldier, put a, well, you don't, it's not revealed, but they put him on a bike and they send him back. And they basically have him drive up to the gate and they put a bunch of explosives in the car. But the way those explosives are triggered, I think one of them was lit, but they put like a grenade in his mouth. So when they pull the tape off his mouth, it pulls the pin out of the grenade. Yeah. And that, oh my God, that great scene, but also like super gruesome. And just imagining like that grenade being in that guy's mouth and him knowing, Oh God, but it was so well done too. Like just a ingenious plan, but pretty dark too. (laughs) Like it was pretty gross. Yeah. Took a couple people out in that one, (laughs) that plan. And, 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 and then that starts where they're fighting at the door and every, all the soldiers and, and one of the things I did enjoy about this film that I thought that the trailer doesn't do a good enough job of explaining is there's not a lot of soldiers in this church. It's like 30 or 40 guys at most. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it's not. There's not a lot of people it, in there, but they're definitely outnumbered. Not, they're outnumbered. It's not a fortress. But there's like 30 or 40 guys they got to take out. And this whole ambush thing takes out like 10 guys. And then like 10 guys come through the gate and the machine guns mow them down. And then while that's going on, the other three sneak in through the sewer system where the way Boyce escaped the church. And they take out like 20 guys, 10 guys. And at this point, the guy that they were torturing, uh, the commanding officer, he injects himself while alive with the serum and becomes something else. And he starts and he starts injecting his dead men with the serum so that they can come back and help him. Mm hmm. And that pretty and, much kicks off the final act of the of the film. Like pretty much the last ten minutes is them yeah, trying to take this it, church it, down. It, yeah, it's it's Ford and Boyce in the basement of this church fighting these guys that they can't seem to kill. And then in the end, they realize somebody has to stay behind and blow up the building, and that will kill everybody. Yeah, uh, actually, and, uh, Ford gets gets a bit roughed up, and he injects himself. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and he he basically he says he's oh, I'm already dead, so you got to go. He had already rigged the explosives so essentially boyce has to 
he does a bit of a run run away from explosives moment, which I thought was really cool as he's running down the hall um, to get away. That's where you think they're going to use these zombies, but they don't. They just kind of walk towards um, Ford, and then he hits the explosives, and and all is all is well, right? Um, yeah. You kind of think they're going to get into the creepy and the zombie and whatnot, but then it rightfully so after an hour and a half they shut the they shut the lab down they explode it and it, and, it, and it basically it they shut it all down now now my question to you is is what did you think of the ending the like the ending ending like this the ending ending i i really liked the ending i thought it was uh so essentially the the start of the movie is pre-d-day and they have to bring down this radio tower so d-day can be successful so at the end it's like oh d-day was successful they're at the camp they're being debriefed and then the guy is asked, um, you know, did you find anything? Is there anything else there we should dig up? And he says no. Yeah, they say that we, we've heard weird things from the locals. Is there anything you can tell us? And he's like, oh, no, it's just a church. And it's There's funny there. because I thought that was – in the moment, I thought, oh, that's such a good way, like, you know, a soldier. I'm surprised they believed him. I didn't – it wasn't very believable that that captain just basically said, hey, good work. You did it. I'm not going to – I'm not going to press you further. No, he doesn't press him because he says, oh, it's just local superstition, man. Yeah, which I guess, like, maybe maybe his commanding officer is, is uh, less likely to trust, you know, the French. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, I mean, they did surrender, so – maybe he's got he's still holding on to that grudge but um yeah. it did feel a little odd that they didn't press him but i i knew it was the end of the film and, and honestly i was glad that they they didn't go forward but it kind of remind it was interesting because i just i had heard a story about you know world war Two, and imagine it happened all the time where soldiers would see something and it's like you know what to to pass this information along like they weren't doing anything it was harmless they were just freezing in the cold in this abandoned past they just happened to see this group of soldiers like passing on that information so they can be bombed is not going to help anyone and in this case them getting the serum out of there uh i'm glad they shut it down because again like oh it could have been like oh well you know the ending scene could have been them digging it up and it's like ooh sequel but i'm glad they kind of left it you know like this is a, a contained film and they didn't feel the need to kind of leave you know one brick you know, overturned so that they could they could go back to the well if it was successful. Um, no, it feels like it's a it's a contained story in one piece. But if they say this was a success, which I believe it was, and it was something they wished to make a sequel to, they could easily make a sequel and make it take place twenty years later. Same church, people excavating the church, find something, and one of our bad guys from uh is alive and the, like the whole thing begins anew they could do easily do something like that yeah you could do you could certainly do like a yeah cuz something stuff doesn't stay uh, rubble for for forever you forever. know like they eventually do probably up unearth this you know this weird location um but no i thought the ending was really fitting and it was actually kind of dark in the sense that like they just live through this terrible night and these seeing these terrible things and it's like guess what we're moving on to charlie company and the war keeps going for at least another two years i think at that point yeah so but it's the beginning of the end yeah d-day was certainly the beginning of the end but but it's funny that one of the characters even says like after all we went through they're just gonna transfer us to charlie company great you know like yeah you survive one night but you've got several more years of the nights just like that to survive and i mean world war ii was a was a shit tank not a fun place to be but good film overall i really liked it i'm i'm glad we got a chance to talk about it on this show because i think it's 
these type of movies are far like in I, between. Like I said, the thing that surprised me the most about this film was all the trailers show the zombies. Yeah. This and is the that, last that, part like, of the film. Which is, not only is it the last part of the film, it, it it's kind of a footnote in the film. It, the movie is more of a World War II film, and they just kind of throw some shock value in at the end of the film. And I think it's very interesting. Like, yeah. you don't normally see this kind of film. Well, I talked to a friend of mine who watched it, and he's a bit of a, a film... He likes movies. And uh, he thought it was kind of average. And then, it, I mean, when you really think about it, if you don't think of it as good zombie content, like I explained to him, like, well, zombie content is hard to come by these days. It's either Walking Dead or you wait for something good to come around. And this was one of those things where, like, if you look at it as a zombie film, really good zombie movie, um a stretch but it really good zombie film but if you look at it as a war film and eh, it's no saving private ryan i mean that's the bar you know what's the bar for zombie movies you know um dawn of the dead like i would probably put this one you know close if not on par with dawn of the dead i mean dawn of the dead is yeah. certainly a, a zombie film through and through but i think i would put this up there with one of my new favorites yeah i really liked it i probably would never watch it again oh unless... see i would well, I mean, if I had a friend, if I had someone here who wanted to see it, I would certainly watch it again. But I don't know if I'd sit and watch it. I really, I really liked the the first two thirds. I could probably could do without watching the, like the last half hour. But like, I guess if you get through the first hour, you might as well watch the rest of it. I really like the war stuff. It's been so long since I've seen a World War II movie. I'm kind of craving it now. I kind of want to go watch Saving Private Ryan and then just at the last half hour, switch over to Dawn of the Dead or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, do we? Is there any other movies on on the horizon? You usually have your your ear to the ground a lot better than I do. I have not heard anything major as of with a a, a soon to have release date anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mostly games. I think here on out for the most part. We do have um, the conclusion to the Walking Dead season final season coming actually next week. I know you're not playing it, but do you want to? Do you want to like go over that once I finish? Yeah, it? I would love to hear. I would love to hear your take on how it ends because I do. I am curious as to what they're going to do with, um, uh, what they're going to do with, um, uh, what's her face, Clementine. Yeah, what's her face? Only the main character and probably the best Telltale game ever ever released. Um, yeah, no, I will. Let, I will certainly let you know. I was going to see if I could get another code because I know you said you weren't going to check it out, but um, try to get a code to entice you to to check it out. But yeah, I will certainly let everybody know how that goes. I thought the first three episodes, the first two episodes were rather strong. The third episode was was picking up after the Telltale mess. Hopefully, with the fourth episode, they can kind of they can kind of nail it. But uh, speaking of the whispers, they really do some fun stuff with the whispers in in this uh, final season for the walking dead. So, and they kind of turn the whole thing on its end. So, but we'll, we'll talk more about that next week or next episode, probably Uh, Lou, thank you so much for joining me to talk about overlord and all this fantastic zombie news, but that's going to do it for this week. Go to our discord, zamp discord, bit.ly slash zamp discord. Thank her. I want to thank our patrons, patreon.com slash zombies, my podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can go to zombiesatemypodcast.com for all the lovely links on how to get a hold of us and how to follow us and all that fun business. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can see more of his great stuff over at joelduggan.com. Lou, this has been Zombies Ate My Podcast, but I leave the final word to you. 
World War II and zombies go good together. It's like peanut butter and Nutella. No, wait. Peanut butter and chocolate. It's good stuff. I think it's peanut, I think it's peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like Reese's. Combo that you wouldn't think worked together, but does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> War tastes bad.